The need for housing assistance is on the rise, but assistance programs like Section 8 could have a years-long wait. You're listening to The Wrap from 90.7 WMFE News. I'm Brendan Byrne. Section 8 housing vouchers are hard to come by, but the need for housing assistance in Central Florida continues to rise. Wait lists are at capacity, with local housing agencies closing applications for most of 2023, and so far, 2024 has been no different. You know, folks look at us and they think, well, the housing authority is not doing a good job. We're doing the best we can with the resources that we have. Systemic limitations, as well as a need for more federal dollars, are why agencies like the Orlando Housing Authority can only do so much. A look at that need and how help can bring much-needed relief for those experiencing homelessness. That's ahead on The Wrap. The big stories this week from 90.7 WMFE News. With the Florida legislative session in full swing, state lawmakers are considering a bill that would add parents of an unborn child to the list of people who can file wrongful death lawsuits that's worrying abortion rights supporters. Laura Goodhue is with Planned Parenthood. She fears the bills could allow men to sue doctors or those who help women get the procedure. Bill sponsors say they're not targeting legal abortions. Goodhue says they should specify that in the text. She says they should also only allow the pregnant person to file a lawsuit in the case of wrongful death. That eliminates the father who could be an abuser or a rapist or what have you from holding additional power over that person. An attempt by House Democrats to amend the bill to protect abortion providers failed along party lines. Abortion opponents have called the bill a step towards recognizing fetuses as people. Goodhue says that could support future attempts to restrict reproductive rights. Disney has appealed a federal judge's decision to throw out its lawsuit against Governor Ron DeSantis. In the appeal, the company says the judge's actions set a dangerous precedent for other plaintiffs fighting DeSantis's policies in the state. A U.S. district judge ruled that Disney did not provide enough evidence to prove DeSantis had retaliated against the company when it publicly opposed the parental rights and education law, or what critics call the Don't Say Gay bill, which was backed by the Republican legislature in 2022. The law bans most instruction around gender identity and sexuality in the state's K-12 schools. DeSantis and the legislature replaced the Disney-led Reedy Creek Improvement District with its own Central Florida Tourism Oversight District months later. In a press conference on Thursday, where Governor Ron DeSantis announced some of the Florida State Guard would be sent to Texas, he told Disney it needed to, quote, move on. A state Senate committee is set to take up a bill that, in part, would require social media platforms to bar minors under 16 from creating social media accounts. A priority for House Speaker Paul Renner, a similar bill passed the House last week, but Governor Ron DeSantis raised legal concerns about the breadth of the bill. I'm sympathetic to, as a parent, what's going on with our youth, Uh, but I also understand that to just say that, you know, someone that, that's um, 15 just cannot have it no matter what, even if the parent consents, that may create some, some legal issues. The Senate committee is set to take up its version of the bill Monday. Orlando is hosting its first Olympic trials Saturday. Areas around downtown will shut down for the U.S. Olympic team marathon trials. During the race, several roadways and exits off State Road 408 and roadways throughout downtown will shut down. City officials divided the city into 10 zones at three levels of closures based on resident and business impact. Visit Orlando President and CEO Cassandra Matej says the trials will bring an estimated $15 million into the local economy, but she says the impact will be more than just financial. Additionally, the exposure. Obviously, this is going to be televised. There's been a lot of media attention. And so that also 
has an impact of increasing our visibility to the rest of the world. Along with the Olympic trials, Orlando is set to host the NFL's Pro Bowl on Sunday. Event organizers say there will be road closures around Camping World Stadium starting Saturday morning. These stories and more are on our website. Visit WMFE.org. Lung cancer kills more men and women than any other cancer. Recent data has shown that women younger than 50 appear to be more susceptible than previously thought. We're going to hopefully be able to identify populations that may be at higher risk of getting lung cancer and maybe don't have a 20-pack year history of smoking. A look at the changes coming to lung cancer screenings, that's on our website, WMFE.org. The need for housing assistance is on the rise. That's according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Here in Central Florida, employees with the Housing Choice Voucher Program, better known as Section 8, say high rent, low wages, and not enough federal funding mean people are sometimes waiting years for assistance if they can even get on a wait list. WMFE's housing and homelessness reporter Lillian Hernandez Carabaggio has more. No, no tablets. You're about to eat dinner. No tablets. It's dinner time. And Carolyn Karst's two oldest sons, 16 and 17, help serve their three younger siblings, four, six, and nine. What is you wanting about? It's a tight squeeze in this extended stay hotel room in Melbourne. With only two beds and a sleeper sofa, it's organized chaos for the family of six. Still, Karsk says it's a step up from sleeping in their 2004 Chevy Tahoe. Are you eating? Karsk says she's doing her best, but bouncing from the truck to hotel rooms to shelters has been embarrassing and distressing for them. This is the first time I've ever been homeless, and doing this with kids, it's like... I could do this by myself. I wouldn't care. But I don't want my kids to wake up in a truck, go to sleep in a truck, or, like, I don't want my kids bullied about looking homeless, being homeless. Karsk says she sometimes worked up to three jobs at a time. But after problems with her landlord, she and her family were evicted in June. That's when community organizer Anna Dahl stepped in. With help from donors, Dahl has been able to keep the family from sleeping in their truck. But funds are running out, and many shelters won't allow Karsk's two teenage boys to stay. This week will be week four in the hotel. We've contacted different organizations for help. Carolyn has applied for housing, and we're just hoping and waiting for something to open. Karsk represents a vulnerable demographic of people with extremely low income who use HUD's Section 8 vouchers to afford housing. But for most of 2023, every housing authority agency in Central Florida was at capacity and not accepting applications. Vivian Bryant is the director of the Orlando Housing Authority. The Section 8 waiting list, we have people who have been on there for 15 years, but the exact numbers for the Section 8 is 14,643. Bryant says 51% of these cases are aging adults on fixed incomes. The rest are what she calls the working poor. It's going to get worse because the incomes are not keeping up with inflation. And so there is that need for more government assistance. Government vouchers can partially or fully pay for someone's rent and utilities. But it is up to the applicant to find a landlord willing to take vouchers as payment. And once a voucher is given out to someone, that voucher is lost for the year, even if that person works themselves out of the system. Brian says it's limitations like these that keep agencies from being able to do more. We're doing the best we can with the resources that we have. Back in Melbourne, Karsk got lucky. 
With Doll's help, she got an emergency voucher and then hustled to find a landlord. The kids are playing in the backyard. Both the grill and the music are going, and new neighbors and friends drop by for a housewarming party earlier this month. Karsk says she's ecstatic. Still, she says the system shouldn't be so hard to navigate. There's a lot of homeless people, people with children, and they're scared to get the help like I did, ask questions, to say I'm homeless. Being comfortable and safe again is great, but Karsk says she wants more. With the help of vouchers, she hopes to save money and apply for a first-time homebuyer program later this year. Lilian Hernandez Caraballo, 90.7 WMFE News. Lillian Hernandez Carbajo is a Report for America Corps member. That's it for The Wrap this week. But coming up, students plan to demonstrate outside a Brevard County School Board meeting Tuesday. The student-led Youth Action Fund says it fights against far-right culture wars here in the state. Find out what the group is calling for and how the school board responds. That's next week on The Wrap. This podcast is produced by 90.7 WMFE News with assistance from News Director LaToya Dennis and Digital Director Ryan Ellison. Until next week, I'm Brendan Byrne. This is The Wrap.